Welcome to MVP Podcast, also known as Most Valuable Photography Podcast. Uh, this is episode, uh, <clears throat> you know, actually, the way I name my files, it's supposed to be episode 20, but I think this is 19. I, I'm not so sure where 20 went or where th- there's a number somewhere missing. But Oh, wow. I didn't even realize we did that many episodes. <laughs> Well, we were ro- we were rolling for a while. Yes, we were. Oh, and, uh, was people it, listening right now. Y- y- hmm? Was it the one um, that uh, we did on IG? Is that maybe? What's oh, missing? could be. Okay. Wait, wait, no. Okay. I thought I I thought I uploaded it, didn't I? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I, I probably hey, just misnamed the file on my computer somehow. <laughs> yeah, I think um, there is a classic episode of. <laughs> the MVP podcast out there somewhere that um, if you're a super fan, you go on the internet, it may be there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us, actually, once you find it, tell us where it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we can't find it. <laughs> oh, now, people are listening in. This is uh, MVP, Most Valuable Photography Podcast. And we actually had a bit of a as uh, Devon said, uh, Game of Thrones hiatus. We last recorded in uh, the year 2020 of November. Yeah, we blame um, COVID and Trump. Yes, all the above. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we shall reintroduce ourselves. Um, yes. Devon, go ahead and uh, tell hey, everyone Hey, I'm you Devon, a.k.a. the Warden of the North. Yes. And uh, I'm Clay Daly, the warden of the south, or as they like to call it, underwater. <laughs> yeah, you guys, uh, that last hurricane was something else. I was praying for mm-hmm. you guys. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we, we, um, we've, we've been threatening to reboot <laughs> this episode for, for, for some uh, months, actually. And uh, yeah. finally, I think... Um, I think we just we we had to do it. I think that the what actually did it uh, was uh, Devon was was tagged in uh, a question. The question on Twitter was, um, "How do people um, find the models for shooting portraits and uh, shooting uh, modeling sessions?" So maybe that's a good question, Devon. Maybe you want to answer that question for people. Yeah, I, I think um, at, at one time before social media was big they used to have sites that you could go to where you um you could be an amateur photographer there'll be amateur models and you could connect through their um model mayhem was a big one yeah it was huge yeah that was huge and i think a lot of people connected on model mayhem i think what happened to model mayhem like what happens to a lot of things is everybody wants to monetize now so Mm-hmm. Anything that's put out, um, people want to make money off of it. So mm-hmm. they started to monetize it. They made it more difficult to for people to connect without paying a subscription. So right. people have moved to social media, which um, is hit or miss because I think people just make um, Instagrams to make Instagrams. And they may mm-hmm. say they model, but they're not really into modeling. They just want to make a page to put a bunch of selfies <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> and get more followers. So I have found that um, just networking is probably the best way now to um, find talent to work with. And what I find, and I always tell photographers, 
people may photograph very well and you may be able to work with them very well. That might not, not necessarily be your ideal model when you first look at them. Mm-hmm. So I encourage people to give a lot of people a shot um, as long as they're not wasting your time. Because if you're honing in mm-hmm. in your craft, you may be able to pull something amazing out of somebody who may on the surface um, look average. And I think it goes both ways. It's a lot about vibe and chemistry. If a model is looking for a photographer, you may want to give a photographer a chance who just has a really good personality and you guys can work together and grow together. Um, and I think that's the best way to do it is just networking. And like I said on Twitter, it's developing a good reputation as somebody to work with because unfortunately in our field, you do find people with very big egos, which is shocking to me, but you know, artists with egos, big egos, e- egos is something creep, that, um, yeah, egos and creepiness, because I, I, I think you have to question people's motivation for why they're doing what they're doing. And maybe that should be a question you ask because Mm -hmm. when, if you asking a person to shoot and they immediately ask you how many followers you have before they ask you anything else about your talent level or your skill or what you're looking to do, you know where their head is at. Like they're just looking Mm -hmm. for social media clout. So that may not be a person that you're looking to hone your craft in with and, um, get some great images because they're chasing likes and chasing likes is probably the worst thing you can do because if you look at social media, the way you look at social media, you know, the likes really don't mean anything. You know, you may hit Mm -hmm. a like, you may really like something and not like it. Um, Because for example, I don't have a ton of followers, but when I run into people, they can tell me everything I posted, even stuff I don't remember posting. So they follow me, but they don't necessarily follow me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I wouldn't really worry. It's kind of put good stuff out and that will um, bring you some talent. Another, I didn't mention this on um, Twitter, but you can solicit modeling agencies. You know, mm-hmm. if you develop, I mean, it's hard if you're just, just starting out, but if you've been mm-hmm. shooting for a while and you're having a hard time getting talent and you can provide usually they ask you to provide um hair and makeup but that's not always Mm. you can Mm. just ask them for their um they used to call it new faces but now they call it development so if you ask it for models that are in development it's jcd models who are just starting out and they need pictures Mm. you know so they get their jobs from pictures so you know the more pictures they have um, the better for them. And the cool right. thing about doing it through a modeling agency is they show up and they have to show nice. up because it's their job, you know, right, so right. if they get sent on a shoot and they want to stay with that agency, they're going to show up. If you meet somebody on Instagram and you guys set up a shoot, you know, I've been victim to it. You may be standing there <laughs> with your 70 to 200 lens and, <laughs> by yourself you know and so i think that's another route that you can go but i would say that's for somebody who may have developed a little bit of portfolio portfolio already um so Mm -hmm. maybe the photographer that took a hiatus um but even if you just have some good images like you don't have to be great to get um Mm -hmm. 
the modeling agencies because depending on where you are, um, you know, if you're close to a major city, there are people in your area that are, um, there's a modeling agency somewhere so you can find models and talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, True. um, but I, I think a big thing, like I said, um, and it's another thing I want to talk about. It was, um, I think we're getting to a point where photographers and other creatives, I think we need to turn the internet off. I think it's making crafts worse. Like I mm-hmm. think people, like I said, people are doing things for likes and for the likes. I think people won't, don't want to admit it, <laughs> but yeah, that's the driving right. force. And I think you need to go back and ask yourself, what are you doing it for? You know, mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm, we're probably getting new listeners here. I'm a professional portrait photographer in New Jersey and the tri-state area, which is New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania. And my major clients probably don't even know my Instagram. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. they're not Mm -hmm. on Instagram. Mm -hmm. They didn't find me on Instagram. They didn't find me on social media. So the likes really don't equate to actually having a photography business. There are people who have way more followers than me get way mm-hmm. more likes but don't have any clients like a lot of the shoots mm-hmm. i see them doing i know they did it for free so yeah. you know they may have you know they're just social media savvy you know right. they're popular but they're not necessarily doing business and you right. know if you can you know do social media and monetize it and make money that way great but if you're looking to have a traditional photography business or any other type of creative business um you need to do business off of social media and i Mm -hmm. know people that are making the huge mistake they only have social media you know they don't have a website they don't have their no wait no website no website they don't have their picture stored somewhere else all their contacts are on social media so if no Instagram one day goes away, <laughs> right? Yeah. And like Instagram goes away, they make another meta something, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they shut off Instagram. Some people will lose everything. That's scary. You know? Yeah. Because I've seen people who have businesses whose Instagram has gotten locked and they can't communicate with people they can't communicate with any of their clients like they do everything through instagram that's bad you know it's it's just it's strange that people will put that much faith in something they have no control over yeah very you know? true so um yeah it's just i think going back to the basics of um you know it, it's the same thing we were just talking about like how do you get uh models to work with Mm-hmm. you know talk to models <laughs> you know you don't have to like <laughs> yeah. you know everything doesn't have to be a dm like everything things can be um face to face you can network mm-hmm. like going back to the more traditional methods um i think works and i think that's definitely the way bigger business is being done you know mm-hmm. people are big business is being done 
face-to-face people are having meetings like that is still going on i mean COVID put people on zoom and stuff like that but now that people are able to safely meet for the um most part like they're back in person like they're back Mm -hmm. taking meetings they're back talking face-to-face um people are traveling to meet so that type of connection i think um is invaluable because people are very different on social media than they are in person. Very you true. Know, I, I, I've, I've been catfished. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait a minute. You know, and, and, and not even right. catfished so much as far as um, the way the person looked, but mm-hmm. the personality of the person. Right, right. And like you have this amazing personality on social media but you're like a dud (laughs) when it comes to you know um real life and you'll find that people are super confident on social media very insecure in person so and that is you know that's why i would say like networking and connecting with people who may know that person um would go a long way in trying to um you know build a brand build a business and collaborating with people mm-hmm. so we should go back to basics here and and, and and basically you know what we did in in years before social media you know boots uh, boots on the ground and face-to-face are uh, a good way to do it yeah um because it, it's funny because we have social media and all these things and you can go viral but word of mouth is probably the still the biggest advertiser for mm-hmm. people you know, yeah. so um, I mean, and I I believe that's why um, Amazon works so well is because we can mm-hmm. almost go and we always pick the one that has the most reviews because we can mm-hmm. actually go through and it's like talking to your friends. It's like, mm-hmm. this is my yeah. experience here. Look at these pictures. This is what happened to me. It's great because mm-hmm. of this. And it's not, um, you know, some Internet guru that just does the same review on every product. You know, so yeah. we're kind of getting a word of mouth review. And mm-hmm. it's funny because although I have social media and everything else, it's my Google reviews that people hire me for. You okay. know, I'm like, you know, because I always ask new clients, how did you yeah. find me? They're like, oh, I Googled it. You popped up. Okay. And then I read your reviews. And that's it. <laughs> you know, so I have some yeah. good reviews. And that's what people will go off more than... um before they even go to my website, before they, you know, go to my social media to see how many followers I have, you know, that's never a question. It's those Google right. reviews that people are like, oh, okay, somebody else likes them, then he must be okay. Yeah. And, you know, like if you if you think about how people go to find restaurants, it's the same thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, you're not, for the most part, you're not going to be social media it. you're going to do a Google and, and see what people say. So yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, you should treat your business the same. Try to make sure that you are where people do the searches. Yeah, and I think um, you know, and I, I I know for creatives the um, and this is what I was saying to get off of the internet, get off mm-hmm. of social media, you know, all that stuff for a little bit because it kind of makes things important that are not important. So, right. you know, I talk to a lot of new photographers. I hold a lot of workshops. And oh, I, re- remind me to talk about the workshop we did yesterday. Yes, um, definitely. Mm-hmm. The challenge. Um, you know, we, we talk about 
Um, and I always talk about them getting back to the basics because the things that they're worried about are not important, like megapixels, mm-hmm. tack sharpness, color science, <laughs> you right. know, all these catchphrases <laughs> that people go on. Yeah, it makes for an interesting YouTube video when you because people want to see comparisons between products, but none of your clients are going to zoom in 400% to your thing to see if the eye is like tack sharp. Absolutely not. Nobody cares. Um, And and for the most part, most people don't even care about the gear you use. You know, um, you know, I hate when my clients give the credit to the camera, but (laughs) you know, do they really care what camera I'm using? Maybe they'll ask just because, they may own a camera and see if it's the same brand, but they don't really care. They care about the image right? at the end of the day. And I always tell people the biggest test is just walk around your city, walk around the mall and look at the pictures. Like most of them aren't super sharp. Some are even out of focus, but mm-hmm. this is what national average. These people have national advertising campaigns. Yes. You know, so I think we're worried about a lot of things that um, are not important. And then it starts to skew you in a direction that you think is going to generate like. So it's like everybody takes that same picture, you know, the 85 millimeter at 1.4 high speed sync, shallow depth (laughs) of field. Mm-hmm. you know with the model and that's like, like everybody wants to take that shot but it's like okay mm-hmm. that's one shot but nobody focuses right. on like posing expression like mm-hmm. all the models look uncomfortable to me you know because like <laughs> yes. you said earlier photographers can be a little creepy but mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. thinking about oh when I post this online, it's going to be amazing. So they're not thinking about being creepy. They're thinking about the other photo that they saw that the other guy posted and he posed the girl this way. So he's not concerned if the model is comfortable posing this way. He just needs to get this pose so that he can get as many likes as the other guy. You know, Mm -hmm, it's, it's interesting to see, um, what people will do to be accepted. And that's why I always say like question people's motivation where you're going to work with people more than you're questioning their talent level, because if people have the right motivation, you guys can, you know, you guys can work together and something Mm -hmm. dope is going to come out. But when you, somebody's motivated by something um, negative or has ulterior motives that you know, you're not on that wave, it's not going to mm-hmm. come out great at all, you know, and True. it's going to be that conflict and that battle because they're going to be trying to do one thing and you're going to be trying to do another. And you think you guys have to get on the same page um, with your motivation. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think the motivation these days is like do anything for likes. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we we, right. we, we got to get those likes, man. Um, yeah. It's that, that dopamine of seeing those uh, little hearts is it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When people hold on to those hearts with like, nah, I'm not giving them the little heart. Like, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's crazy. Cost you nothing, yeah. but people would not. 
you know, press the button. Yeah. They're like, ah, By the way, I, I got a quick question for you. Yep. So uh, people go go to um Devon's website, Devon Warren Photo, F O T O dot com. The gallery where you have the concepts, right? The concept gallery. Yeah. The guy in the Haiti flag. Yeah. Is he standing on something? He is. He is. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like so, it's like I've been meaning to ask you. I was like, figure, let me ask you now. <laughs> yeah, so um a former student of mine actually painted it's actually um kind of like a canvas thing and he's like, Oh, we can make this into like a skirt. But mm. I was like, you know, it's too big for like a mm-hmm. woman and it's gonna be too mm-hmm. heavy. So we have to put it like on a big if anything, we gotta put it on a guy. So we put it mm-hmm. on the guy, and then we came up with the whole concept of, um, you know, the Haitian Revolution, and you know, they were yes, one of the, yes. you know, their whole history of being one of the first independent yep. nations um, to break away. Yep. So, um, yeah, but I had to have him stand on something because it was super big, you know, mm-hmm. and it's really heavy. So, um, yeah, that came out. That came out nice, and it's kind of uh, yeah. like I said collaborating with people who are on the same page and he he's not yeah. a model you know he does have oh, okay be, uh, a friend of um a friend of the painter and um yeah happened to be haitian <laughs> like just yeah. that i worked that, it worked out well i mean he out. he's uh he he did it he, he you know he he knew the assignment yes 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 and that's what i'm saying like being able to um pull out of people and give them the motivation but all that is because everybody in the room has the same motivation right we weren't mm-hmm. all on a different page going for different things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's it's uh i've been meaning to ask you for, for some time and I, <laughs> I keep forgetting to ask you i was like yeah let me let me ask you now but yeah people go check out the check out the website and um uh, yeah there's a contact form there if you're in new jersey or all of the one of the tri-state areas just you know hit up hit them up yeah, hit me up. Bills are due. <laughs> Do you, yeah. So yeah, um the 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 workshop. Yeah, so uh, the workshop kind of the theme of the workshop kind of went along with what we've been talking about. What I did was um did a fall workshop. So here in New Jersey, the trees are turning um rather quickly. So um it was actually a pop-up workshop. I usually plan my workshops like one a month or a month or two in advance. Um, Mm -hmm. But the leaves um, are turning colors uh, rapidly and they're going to just turn and fall off. So we had to catch this by one of the last weekends that we'll have. Mm -hmm. Um, And the weather was nice. So um, Mm -hmm. due to our friend global warming, it was almost 70 (laughs) degrees, you know, here in mid-October. So, um, yeah, we went out to... um, a reservation here um and the challenge was to shoot with one camera and one lens because i did that because people show up to workshops with i've seen people <laughs> literally show up with a suitcase full of gear yeah. and then they yeah. spend the whole workshop in the suitcase in they're the changing yep. this lens they're using this new attachment it's like they have everything in this bag and they spend so much time focused on the gear that they're not taking pictures. Mm-hmm. So when you have one camera and one lens, there's nothing to change. There's nothing to carry. You know, you just have your camera on your side. 
you know there's mm-hmm. no backpacks there's no big wagon with stuff like so you <laughs> just and it allows you to move freely and just focus on the subject and the pictures and also it helps you to learn your gear because you're not constantly switching between lenses and camera Lens, bodies yeah. and everything else so right. um it was very uncomfortable for um the photographers but i think <laughs> after a while they got into a groove you know because it's like nice. you know and we chose prime lenses so we didn't even have like zooms so it's like you gotta zoom with your feet mm-hmm. you know so you're walking up stepping back um you know we were in the woods so you have the limitations of the landscape like there's mm-hmm. a cliff, so you can only back up, but so far, so <laughs> either you move yeah. or the subject moves. So it's all those little right. things. And then I think the good thing was that um, instead of fussing around with the gear, everybody started to like look for the light, look mm-hmm. for background, look for color, like all the things that become important and more important than the gear. So, um, you know, because the the thing is, Technology has gotten so good. Um, you know, has. the advancements over the last five years, it's just getting outrageous, like what these cameras are able to do and how easily they're, you know, it's, you know, they're able to do it. So I don't think the gear matters as much as it did years ago. Like now I feel mm-hmm. like almost everything is good. Like there's yeah. probably not, too many cameras that are going to be like you're going to get a bad result like you can get professional quality results out of most of the gear that's out there um what you're paying for when you get the more professional gear like you're paying for some of the ruggedness the build quality and some of the features that you may not end up using if you're not using it um in a certain capacity but i would Mm -hmm. say any camera that's over a thousand dollars it's probably good enough for professional quality resorts um, results from all brands you know uh if you know which if you know how to use it right you know like um you know it, it it's funny because we're sitting there shooting and you know it was like yeah but if i had the blah 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 camera you know i'll be <laughs> No, it's not the camera, bro. No, not like the camera is not going to make you any better. You know, the gear. It actually is not could actually it actually could better. hinder you if you're not like if you're used shooting a sixty-one megapixel camera, and you're you're not that good at your you know your steadiness yet. Yeah, the IS is there, but guess what? <laughs> if you're not going to be steady, you're, you're, that sixty-one megapixels is going to amplify how how yeah. not steady you are. Yeah, it's it's interesting that um and and this is the whole apple thing we're talking about it's like Mm. the idea that i need the latest and greatest is is crazy to me because you know i get like if i get it after i get a new phone and you have it for like i don't know a month or two not even a few weeks it feels like the Mm. old phone like, <laughs> like there, there's no like it, i don't know they all feel like they've all worked the same for the i mean they've gotten mm-hmm. a little better mm-hmm. some are bigger some have gotten smaller but they all the way i use them like 
everything kind of looks the same. You know, the cameras mm-hmm. have gotten better, which I appreciate. But as far as like the actual function of the phone and using it for um, web browsing, YouTube and everything else, it functions pretty much the same. And I find the same thing with cameras. It's like mm-hmm. when you first buy them, you're like, ooh, wow. And then the the newness effect wears off and it's just like the old camera you had. <laughs> it's not night and day difference because I think the technology has gotten so good that we don't even use the images in the capacity that we could appreciate the advancements that are being made. You know? True. So I think that's that's a uh that's a thing I think people need to consider when they're um you know shopping for cameras and gear and all that stuff. You know, it's like yeah, and and there's so much used gear you could go get that you don't you don't have to go crazy with new new, right? Yeah, and the funny thing is you can get pretty fairly new because there's the guy that's chasing the mm-hmm. megapixel game and the guy that's chasing the color science of this camera or that camera. Okay, let me just say something. I <laughs> Color science is a myth. (laughs) It's a myth that exists in the internet world. And the whole idea of one camera having one color science and another camera having another color science. Yes. Will the kind of JPEG images look different? They will. But the idea that one camera will achieve one result that another camera could not achieve is a myth. So the whole color science thing is a myth because all colors on cameras can be adjusted and they all cover the whole RGB, um, Adobe um, RGB color, um, color palette. So, um, yeah, don't get caught up in that, believing that you have to stick with the brand or, change the brand because it's going to give you something different. (laughs) Yes. Some cameras do have cool color profiles, but the whole idea that one for JPEGs for JPEGs, but the whole idea that one camera can achieve a color or a look that another camera can't is a myth. You know, it's, 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 it's really, the equivalent of using like Instagram filters. It's mm-hmm. just a filter mm-hmm. that they put on the photos to make them look a certain way and mm-hmm. you can achieve any filter look. So that's yeah. my rant on color science. No, no, but the thing is that if you are, if you're on Twitter, believe me, everyone is raving about Fuji. But the thing is that Fuji, it, the people like the way their JPEGs look straight out of the camera. If that's what you're aiming for, good, you're good. Keep going. But you know, a lot of us shoot raw, um, right. and especially if you're gonna shoot. I mean, like I know that um, I know that sometimes you shoot raw and JPEG, right? Yeah, sometimes just um just more as a um like a backup, and sometimes mm-hmm. you can end up like happy with the JPEG. So right. it's like oh, okay, you know that looks cool because the JPEG um does do um like a compression and an interpolation of the picture you're doing, mm-hmm. whereas raw gives you exactly what Everything. you shot, exactly what you yep. shot. So, um, you know, sometimes a JPEG 
and the color profile and stuff that the camera applies looks pretty good. You know, it gives it a certain look and it might give it a certain tone and you're like, okay, I can work with that. Or it'll give you an idea how you want to edit the, um, the raw photo. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's cool. And like, yeah, I see why people like Fuji because they just went back and they just added a bunch of filters. Basically, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Like when they have the color profiles, they're just filters and they're just adjusting the colors and contrast and everything for your images to give it a certain look. And, right. you know, you'll it's just like Instagram or anything else. You find a filter that you like and you use it on your photos. It's doing the same thing. It's just doing it instantly to your JPEG when you pick it. It's not doing mm-hmm. anything magical. It's a filter. <laughs> so, no, you know, and it's achievable. Um you know, in Lightroom or whatever with presets or, you know, you can make an adjustment and save it, you know, just the mm-hmm. way you like to edit your, your photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could even, you could even use something as uh something free, you, you know, you don't have to pay for a, a raw editor. There are a lot of free ones out there. So, um, you know, if, if a JPEG is to your liking that, you know, keep going. It, it's just that we, we've, we, we've created like sort of, uh, um, I don't know wars almost like uh, like gangs, but, you know. Yeah. Instead of just uh, just shooting, like who, who you know who cares? Who cares what you shoot? Just shoot. <laughs> um, because I I think people need to feel have a need to feel special and accepted. <laughs> so it's they like, need to feel validated, <laughs> right? So for their choice. It, for their choice and they need right and i think that's probably even a better answer it's like no i chose sony or i chose fuji or i chose canon or i shoot nikon because of this and mm-hmm. i'm going to go down swinging defending <laughs> this aspect of what i use and mm-hmm. you know it's like everything else you put a bunch of pictures up and say what camera was it shot with and people won't be able to tell you you know, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. Um, I think you sent it to me where um, they took uh, like Payless shoes and called them designer. Oh, yeah. And invited <laughs> yes. all the influencers to come down and they were raving about the shoes and how good they look, <laughs> you know, the quality yeah. and this and that. And like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is a, you know, but they hilarious. were, you know, <laughs> 10 and $15 shoes that they just put mm-hmm. a different price tag on. And because people believe they were better, they said they were better. So mm-hmm. it's the same thing. It's like you you can see um, whatever you want to see. You know, mm-hmm. you just have to believe it. <laughs> you know, so it's <laughs> it's that whole thing of that validation. Like, yeah, I see the difference. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when cameras come out and they're at a higher price point. It's like, yeah, people mm-hmm. are going to see the difference. Like. Mm-hmm. Canon mirrorless. I hear the um, the lenses are very expensive, you know. Yeah. So yeah, when you pay, you know, three thousand dollars for a lens, you're gonna see a difference. You're gonna in whether you see it or you don't see it, you're gonna see it because mm-hmm. you're not gonna yeah. be like, right? Oh man, I paid all this money for the camera and lens, and it looks just like this guy who's shooting, you know, his rebel. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, because honestly, people at the end of the day, um, photography is very much about, well, it's about good lighting is learning mm-hmm. light 
and how to use it and manipulate it to get the Mm -hmm. looks that you want. And if you don't understand that, no camera is going to um, make you better. Save you. Or give you better results. Because I'll take a camera and good lighting, uh, a cheaper camera with good and have good lighting, then take a you know a very expensive camera with awful lighting. Mm-hmm. You know I'm the lighting is gonna um, make a difference. And if you don't believe me, if you ever walk past um, a film crew, like a movie set or a TV set, mm-hmm. and look at the amount of lighting that they have, you know even in the mm-hmm. daytime, the amount of lighting that they have to achieve the effect that you see when you're watching a motion picture or you're watching a TV show, you'll see mm-hmm. how important lighting is. Yeah. You know, lighting is everything. Yeah. That is the real MVP. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. Lighting is the real MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. You know, um, have you seen the internet going crazy over Leica releasing the M6? Yeah, um, it's being released <laughs> at four thousand dollars. Is it four? I thought it was five. It may be five. I, it, it's probably <laughs> maybe. Oh, maybe it was four thousand something in the European Pounds, price, probably. and then it's probably almost yeah. five here by the time you get it yeah. here. Um, I think Leica is doing it because they know Leica fans will buy it. Yeah, you know there are people who it's it's the same thing with Leica. It's like. It's, if you go out and buy a Leica kit, you're looking mm-hmm. at upwards of ten thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, for a camera body and a lens. You mm-hmm. know, for and so um, you know, the new digital Leica. So you're looking at over ten grand. Yeah. And are they better than your fifteen hundred dollars Sony kit? I don't know, but no, people will tell I you. I doubt it. People will tell you they see a difference. If you take, (laughs) again, if you take two photos and you say, hey, which one was taken with a Leica, there's probably 1% of the population, if not less, Mm -hmm. that could tell you, you know, discerningly, like, yeah, this was taken with a Leica. Or, with technology and as I said, technology has gotten so good. Can you achieve the quote unquote, like a look with a couple of clicks? So is it really worth it? I don't know. Are they nice to have? Yeah. (laughs) But I think, um, the idea that, um, I I, I think the people that are going to buy them are hoping to buy them at 5,000 and then, you know, in a few years, they're worth 10000 You know, yeah. I, I I can't see people buying and they, nobody's buying it to use it. You know, like <laughs> I don't think <laughs> it's for collectors. So I think they may buy it and they have the opportunity to have a brand new like M6. Um, yeah. Will they use it? No. But I think that's probably the people it's for. Mm-hmm. And I think Leica knows that it's for the collector, but mm-hmm. you know, Leica has a, a, a history. Um, I mean, I collect them, you know, but for mm-hmm. me, it's more of a history thing. It's more of, you know, the nostalgia of it. 
but am mm-hmm. I paying five grand for a Leica film camera? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Am you know, I you know paying... I'm going to... I think I think Leica did this mainly for it's it's like free press because Leica yeah Leica is back in a huge way in conversations it's free money it's like you know like well you know I'm not gonna spend five thousand on one of those but you know maybe I'll consider you know buying one of their their other digital cameras that are you know slightly cheaper you know. Uh, like uh, the, the the fixed body lens cameras, or uh, I'll buy used, and but I will buy a new lens. Who you know? It, it I think it's up, number upside for them for releasing this body. Yeah, I I think Leica is like um, Leica is like the exotic car of cameras. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's mm-hmm. like the Ferrari. It's like the Bentley. It's like yeah. Y- they're using premium quality components and stuff in the cameras. Is this car necessarily better than the car that's way cheaper? Um, pound for pound, probably no. Um, is it nice to have all these details and craftsmanship and all that stuff? If you appreciate that stuff, yeah, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. If you can afford it, mm-hmm. you know, it's worth it to you. So um, that's Leica, you know, and the mm-hmm. fact that they um, still have the means and are still worthy to put out. Because, I mean, no other manufacturer is putting out a film camera. I think Yashica right. put out like a little point and shoot, but it's not like Nikon's going to go back and put out the Nikon F. Like, right. <laughs> you know, we, we would love them to, but no. Oh, would love them to. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't even think that Nikon has the means at this point to do that. Whereas right. Leica still has the means to, um, you know, service all their old products. Uh, mm-hmm. You can still, I mean, that's the cool thing about owning an old film Leica is like, you can still get parts for that camera today. Mm-hmm. You know, you True. can still send your M back to Leica and they'll restore it for you. Like they mm-hmm. still have mm-hmm. the parts and everything else. And right. if they still have the means to make the M6, they probably still have the means to make a lot of the parts for a lot of their cameras. Mm-hmm. So I yep. think that's pretty cool. You know, from a historical fam- standpoint, oh, amazing. From my mm-hmm. pocket standpoint, nope, not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it, bro. It's not, um, it's too fickle. It's not, to me, it's not like an investment thing where. Uh, right. You know, yeah. right, I'm gonna especially buy with this film going, film price going up so so much. Yeah, I, I will tell you the best thing I did with was buying this guy's whole stash of film because mm-hmm. right yeah, after yeah. I did that, it like shot up, like it's mm-hmm. insane, mm-hmm. insane. Like you know, I never thought like eleven dollars, twelve dollars a roll. You know, it's yeah. just it makes it, um, and it's sad because it puts it out of the price point of a lot of people who would enjoy it. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, there's still other options to shoot. um, I mean, not for color, but if you want to shoot black and white, you can still do things like bulk load and they still have inexpensive black and white film, but color Mm -hmm. film has gotten ridiculous. Yeah. It's got ridiculous. Um, 
I mean, if you, I mean, black and white is cool. You can do a lot with it. Um, but mm-hmm. if you want to shoot color, you're going to be paying. And I, and I can see why got, some guys have, you know, one roll in their camera for six months. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're sipping that, that roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because by the time they shoot it, um, develop it, it's, it's expensive. You know, mm-hmm. it's inexpensive. Um, and that's why I tell people the same thing with the gear. It's like, don't spend a huge budget on like a camera body and a lens because you still need to buy film, mm-hmm. you know, and especially if you're yeah. new, you're going to have to practice because you don't even know yeah. if you're doing a good job until <laughs> you go out to get the back. film developed. Right. It's crazy. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's um the film game um I think was it CBS News somebody recently did I um might have been on 2020 they did a thing on the resurgence of film cameras mm-hmm. and I'm like oh man this is just going to make the prices <laughs> even higher even like, higher yep you know the gone are the days where you could go find a cheap film camera like you just better buy a film camera for like 20 bucks like mm-hmm. good working condition, everything. Now, forget yep. it. Get it. Like cameras that were, you know, 50, 60 bucks and now closer to 200, mm-hmm. which is crazy because yeah. they're older. <laughs> yeah. you know, they didn't get any better. They just, you know, but we do live in a time where everything costs more. So mm-hmm. you would expect, um, yeah. You know, but there there are ways around it. Um, again, networking. Somebody has a film camera in their house or knows somebody that has a film camera mm-hmm. that's just sitting there that you could take and use and figure out and save some money. Mm-hmm. True. So. That is true. Or you can find All somebody right. like me that's mm-hmm. cool and I may give you one. <laughs> <laughs> You're, You're going to cool get your DMs are going to get loaded up. Camera. Huh? <laughs> Your DMs about to get loaded up. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> but I, I have, um, like, and that's what I do because I feel like, and that's the whole thing with my workshops, with film photography. I feel like, aside from you and maybe a few other people, like, there's not too many people that will, like, help you out. Like, you helped me out a lot when I first started in film. Like, you gave me, you know, mm-hmm. pointed me in the right direction, told me about stuff I never heard of and to look into um and some stuff that we found out together that like absolutely mm-hmm. wasn't true and like so that's cool but <laughs> a, a little shady yeah. but anyway um yeah. <laughs> you know but I, I found like there's there's not too many people that are going to help you out so that's always been yeah. my mission with photography even like doing this podcast is like let me help you out you know let mm-hmm. me let me give you some ideas to think about that Mm -hmm. um will keep you from struggling and again like sometimes i find like i'm i taught myself how to in when i taught myself i learned through the internet and asking a lot of questions online um and learning how to read repair manuals um Mm -hmm. how to repair like film cameras so sometimes i can grab a broken camera that's not necessarily broken um clean it up repair it and gift it to somebody like to Mm -hmm. me that's cool Right. That's good karma. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same thing with the workshops. When I started in photography, I took workshops and you didn't really get information. You got a sales pitch. 
So yeah. I wanted to do something where, you know, and either that or there were like just a bunch of huge egos. Nobody talked to each other. And it was just kind of this whole ice grilling, like, yeah, I'm shooting my Fuji color science and I'm shooting my Canon color science. <laughs> and, you know, it was that type of vibe yeah. of yeah. the the validation of what people were doing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me create something different that's more about, you know, a collective and people sharing ideas and people mm-hmm. enjoying each other's company and exchanging contact information and learning mm-hmm. something and taking something away from the day rather than me trying to sell you on whatever product or my podcast mm-hmm. or my YouTube channel or my, you know, mm-hmm. anything else that I was trying to like, it's always like monetize, 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 monetize. And we yeah. constantly always be closing, right? And selling and, you know, but yeah. that's not what people come out for. Exactly. You know, people want to learn, you know, they want to take something home that they could, you know, take and show off or take and use and add to their bag of tricks or, you know, just mm-hmm. make them a better person skill wise than when they walked in. So mm-hmm. that's been my mission. It's just, um, and, and my one main rule of my workshops is don't be a dick. That's my <laughs> main rule. It's like, yeah, don't be it's a, a good dick. rule. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I think that like covers so much right under that umbrella mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know and i think that prevents a lot of um a lot of problems and i think it gives people kind of like okay i can relax because mm-hmm. everybody else is going to be cool and so i could be cool too you know yeah. and i can go back to twitter and instagram and everything else and be a dick <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> we can have all the arguments and all that stuff over there yeah you know? right. so that's been it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, it's uh, it's it's it's. I'm happy that we rebooted this. Um. And yes. uh, we hopefully, with my, hopefully, I I could uh, get this out in a timely manner because uh, I, I actually this shouldn't be that much editing. Yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little bit more uh, uh more, how do you call it uh liberal I, I i used to be super aggressive but like now when i listen to podcasts i'm like yeah I, it doesn't it, it's it's kind of like um some of these live radio shows you know like uh, yeah, i, I kind of yeah. I, I kind of like words sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i don't think it needs to be super duper polished like i think um mm. people appreciate the rawness of yeah they didn't edit they didn't kind of try to <laughs> pull the wool over our eyes and make this super pretty and right you know what Definitely did they not. cut out then they worry about what you chopped <laughs> what did they exactly. really say um, but i think right. we are we are um in the new season house of dragons we are done <laughs> game of thrones so this is mvp reboot house of dragons <laughs> yes house of dragons <laughs> how this ends. Yes. oh man all right tell, tell people tell people where they can uh, find you where where they can uh you know come check out uh and if they're actually up in the area what they can do yeah, so um, the best place. Actually, to you travel find, too. Actually, you travel for gigs too. So don't forget I to do. Say. I was. Uh, I did a red eye turnaround in Miami over the summer. It was mm-hmm. like flew down, shot all day, and woke up early in the morning, <laughs> got back on the plane. So that was uh, fun, but not fun. 
I don't. It's funny because I'm there and I'm like, oh, I saw the beach. I was like, oh, the beach. Like I didn't even remember. Like I was. Oh yeah, in there's Miami. a beach here. <laughs> yeah, it's like such a blur. Like sometimes and mm-hmm. like it's weird. It's like you want to do these things. Like you want to like, oh yeah, be a photographer and travel. And then you do it, and then it's just like you really don't get to appreciate any other places that you go because you're literally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're there. You go. You work. You get back on the plane. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, when I was in the, the Uber, I saw this. this <laughs> you don't get to see like anything. And then you're like tired, right. you know. But yeah. it, it's it's all a blessing. I got. I just have to learn how to, um, I'm not well versed in it. I just got to figure out how to do a better job. Because I'm, I'm just thinking these guys don't sleep. Mm-mm. They must not sleep yeah. when they do. Because they just, because for them to go and then go all around do the gig mm-hmm. do it. it's just like yeah like in like two days three days i don't see how they do it <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's great <laughs> but um the best place to find me is on my website which is devon warren photo.com that's d-e-v-o-n-w-a-r-r-e-n-f-o-t-o.com all the links to my social media um upcoming events um, everything be there. Um, shoot me an email. Um, shoot me a DM. I actually answer them. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's it. And don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Word of the day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a motto for life. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Cool. And uh, I'm I'm Clay Daly. Uh, you could find me at my website cwdailyphoto.com, and. Uh, We will catch you in the next episode. Ciao. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe. (laughs) Share with your friends, please. Yes, please. Ciao. (laughs) Ciao.